CCISD. This is Getting to the Core. I'm Carrie Perales. And I'm Laurie Gomez. And we're Getting, Getting to, to the, the core. core. Awesome. Thank you for being here today. Yes, absolutely. I'm thrilled. I was so excited that you're going to be here because we have so much in common. Yes. Uh, today we're going to really focus on middle school because I think middle school is a really special time in a student's life and it takes a very special teacher to it teach sure middle does. school <laughs> as well. Uh, so I want to just take us back and just think of back when you were in middle school. I know we both love fashion. Yes. So I was trying to think of the fashion and I have to say I was pretty hideous looking. I loved neon. Mm-hmm. I remember at the time for me and I'm older than you, but I, we had neon socks yes. and for some reason we wore like lime green, hot pink and then neon pink and then lime green. It had to be mis- right. mismatched. It was a layered look. Yes, yes. Parachute pants. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes, with all the zippers <laughs> and the bracelets. Yes. Oh, I forgot the about the jelly beads. bracelets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was an interesting time. Yes, it was. It was interesting. Hopefully we'll never see any of that fashion again. I hope not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it's coming back. Um, but the other thing is, I remember in middle school, I you know, I left elementary and fifth grade feeling very protected and mm-hmm. safe. And then I went to middle Middle school, and I remember being so anxious mm-hmm. every day. It was just so different. Yes. You have you didn't have to stand in line anymore. Mm-hmm. You know that was a plus. But um, man, the teachers were different. Everything just seemed different. Um, and I, I math was scary to me. Uh, I liked it in elementary school, but then all of a sudden I was sitting in rows, and I remember that's back in the day with the overhead projector, yes. and we just took notes and literally copied the teacher. Uh, did you have the same experience? I did. I remember coming into middle school and sitting in rows, like you mentioned, and you had the big bulky textbook, and you had notebook paper, and you would like just number from one to, it felt like a hundred, yes. and then you were ended up doing all of the odds, and you could check your work, and yes, a lot of drill and kill. Yes, and I remember, a lot of lecture. I remember being right with the teacher, but mm-hmm. then when I was alone, forget it, nothing was right. I'd even go back and see what the answer was and try to work backwards, and it still wouldn't help me. Right. So, you know, it, it made me think, what it was the difference? You know, what was the change? And we don't want that for our students now. Um, so how has it evolved uh, in, in now that you're a math uh, specialist? How do you see that evolving now? Well, my background really is elementary. I spent 13 years as an elementary teacher. And, you know, I really, and I have a three-year-old grandson who has reminded me how conceptual math and problem solving really starts early in life. Yes. And that's where we are beginning to see the relationships and the connections between numbers and patterns and colors and shapes. And, you know, he's now he's now at uh, ECDC in the oh, pre-K. Wow. Yeah, so, so it's super exciting. And he's just so curious and he's always looking to discover and explore things and ask a lot of questions. So whenever they enter elementary school, you know, we kind of foster that, mm-hmm. that giving students opportunities to explore and investigate. And, and we give them manipulatives like pattern blocks and unifix cubes and centimeter cubes and the, even the algebra tiles. Um, that kind of goes hand in hand with that productive struggle that just naturally is there. Mm-hmm. So, and to me, productive struggle is it fosters a growth mindset, which is so important with problem solving. And it gives kids opportunities like to st- begin to like believe in themselves. Like I can 
do anything if I put my mind to it with effort and perseverance. Yeah, I had a similar experience where I, I too was elementary teacher. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we have in common. And I taught fifth grade. And I remember in, in fifth grade having those manipulatives, but also having to have them wean off a little bit. We also had like math fact wars and mm-hmm. stuff because there were just certain things I had to know. Right. And if they didn't know them, you know, they were going to have trouble doing all these multi-step problems. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do some procedural math. Right. If I didn't do that, then it kind of uh, took forever to teach right. them the harder stuff. But mm-hmm. then I had to go back and teach those problem-solving s- steps mm-hmm. and have that conceptual piece there too. Right. But then I start started teaching middle school. I taught sixth and seventh grade math in mm-hmm. Lubbock, and the curriculum they gave me was so procedural, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't have a lot of opportunities to do conceptual. And then some of it, I'm not going to lie to you, I was like, uh, I'm not sure where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. I need to learn this. I can't teach it until I internalize it. Did you have a similar experience or how did, how was your transition from middle, from, from elementary, elementary to, middle? to middle school? Yes. Same thing. I kind of felt like it was all about, there's one entry point into this problem there's one algorithm. There's only one way to solve that. And that kind of stifles what elementary has held. They've prepared students where it's more open-ended. There's more than one entry point. We are celebrating all strategies and all solutions. There's not always a right or wrong answer. Right. And that's what I love about our new high-quality instructional materials is that it celebrates the thinking and the process. Yes. Because, I mean, you think about it. Like, we're preparing kids for jobs that haven't even been created yet. Good point, yes. And, you know, future employers are going to be looking for those kids that are innovative and driven and fearless Mm -hmm. so whenever we're in middle school and we're telling kids that there is one way to solve this problem and there is a right or wrong we're like stifling all of that right so i that's what i love about the carnegie curriculum is that it allows for kids to really think through their own problems work on those metacognitive skills and kind of gives them opportunities to practice working with others, talking with others, and respecting each other's opinions because there is not always a right or wrong answer and there's always there's more than one way to get there. I'm so glad you yeah. said that. And I noticed too when I've ever gone to any of your PDs, um, I've noticed that you really embrace the idea of teachers sharing with other teachers mm-hmm. and you're really good at having others share because when there is a new curriculum coming in, mm-hmm. it can be challenging. Uh, and the math team, the math committee that created the framework too, really wanted us to look at those pieces. And we even grappled with some of the activities like, wow, if kids don't know this concept uh, in third grade, then when they get to eighth grade, they're really going to have uh, trouble. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things you're noticing with middle school teachers as far as the implementation of having that balance of procedural and conceptual? Um, a lot of love, a lot of grace okay. given for teachers because it is a major paradigm shift from what mm-hmm. we historically have been used to in regards to our curriculum and just the way that we deliver instruction. So with the high quality instructional materials that we do have now, Um, it does provide a lot of guidance and support for teachers and giving them those opportunities to come together as a district. And I mean, because we have a wealth of knowledge between with across the district we really do and so I mean what an opportunity to be able to share all of that with each other in one setting yeah so just those opportunities that they have to be able to work with each other and share their experiences with one another and then take it back to the classroom I mean who wins in the end the students 
Well, I'm yes. so appreciative how much support you give them and yes. grace. I'm yes. glad that you said that, Grace, because yes. it is a balance. Imbalance can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there was one word to sum up the whole experience you had with the math framework and being a part of the committee and just going through this journey these past, what, it's been two years, right? Yes. Yeah, two years. What would be, if you sum it up in a phrase or a couple of words, what would it be? It's so exciting to be part of this journey and recognizing the need that we have, that we need to be providing a quality and uh, education for our students because we're preparing them for life and the challenges that they'll be faced with and they'll be independent problem solvers on their own one day and they'll be part of the workforce in our communities. So Awesome. That was more yeah. than three words, Lori. Sorry. But you know what? <laughs> I loved what she said. Okay. So thank you so much yes, for being absolutely. here. I really appreciate it. Yes, and I'm Carrie. And I'm Lori Gomez. And we're Getting, getting to, to the, the Core. core.